Welcome back to the show, awesome listeners. This is the All Things Wrestling Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Ernie, and this is Michael. Hey, what's up? We were marks before Ray the Rumble ever came out. <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of recon lately, trying to hype up the show, get some people on board. With Anchor, you can get people to leave you a voice message also. Well, I tried that. Posted links on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Didn't get any far, but I did get one call. Which we will play later on the show. <laughs> you will never guess who this person is. Hmm. He's a celebrity. Oh wow! Yeah, we we have our first celebrity message. Okay. Can't wait for that. <laughs> It'll be a surprise for me too, then. So NXT are going to in your house route and no longer calling their pay per views takeover. Ugh. Well, at least two isn't doing that anymore. Tuesday was TakeOver, oh, excuse me, Roblox. <laughs> it's the road to Stand and Deliver during WrestleMania weekend. I guess Stand and Deliver is a WrestleMania for NXT? I don't know. Hmm. Wow. The show opens up with the Creed Brothers from Diamond Mind um, being announced the winners of the 2022 Men's Dusty Tag Team Classics. And they earn a shot at Imperium, which the brothers will cash in next Tuesday. But they were attacked on this night. They just don't know by who. Nobody knows by who. First match of the night, Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu defeated Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. The women's dusty taxing classic are still being held, apparently. Dakota, Go- Dakota Kai and sleepy-ass Wendy Chu <laughs> she has a uh, whatever, defeated Cora Jade and Big Mommy Cool Raquel Gonzalez, who was attacked attacked by Toxic Attraction earlier. There was a lot of attacking that night. Yeah, it sounds like it. We wouldn't be having this type of sleepy Wendy Chu under his dad's supervision. You know dad, right? Triple H. Yeah. But instead, evil greedy stepdad wants to come along and want to have some entertainment and get us to watch a girl fall asleep in the middle of the ring while Cora Jade tiptoes to her corner to quietly tag her partner. Just plain ridiculous. <laughs> See, I say that now, but I've seen this done before in the indies. Oh, okay. Different companies. Yeah, it's, somebody did it, but it, it was better. We actually laughed at that. We saw it now. Like, oh, come on. Really? That's never <laughs> as good the second time. We we knew better. Like, we know this is fake. We know. It, oh, come on. It's an indie show. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be 2.0. We, we get this. Ugh. <laughs> so, Toxic Attraction comes out, beats up Raquel Gonzalez, which basically gives Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu to win. Ugh. Next match, Fall- Fallon Henley defeated Tri- Tiffany Stratton. I don't even know who these people are. <laughs> yeah, no why. Speaking of entertainment being added to NXT instead of wrestling again, we see this new girl, Tiffany Stratton, who reminded me so much of any past blonde ambition girl that came before her. Hmm. But this one feels privileged, so it reminded me of the Divas era. Hmm. Kind of like that. The girl that won the match didn't even get an entrance at all. Like, okay, why should we care about this match? Tiffany Stratton is a daddy's girl privileged mixed martial artist. And she got beat by a jobber. All right. 
Think of it the legit. Looking. Think of it as the legit kind, and not the the kind Jim Ross would think of it as from the nineties. Super kick. Yeah. <laughs> Mixed martial arts kick. Mixed martial arts. Oh, she she's also a trained gymnast too, so we all know where WWE is going with this. TNA. Tiffany legit had the match one, and the fact that they were hyping these girls up only for an outside interference by Saray, and the match to end within two to three minutes still feels like WWE is back to their old ways. They never changed. <laughs> Fallon made her debut in 2018 in the second annual May Young Classics, where she lost to a now-established AEW star, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. They, like, ruined Britt Baker at, upon entrance. Like, who the hell is Fallon? Don't know. Let's have her beat Britt Baker. <laughs> we don't know who she is either. She'll become a star one day. One day. One day. <laughs> she is also known in India as Tesha Price. After the match, she gets congratulated by the Cowboys of the brand, Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Basically, the Brooks and Dunn of the WWE <laughs> You know, they're you can tell they're cowboys because they're wearing flannels. Oh, well, there you go, and a cowboy hat. Oh, <laughs> so they're basically yeah. country, yeah. Smoking uh, 2.0. There it is. <laughs> uh, show goes to commercial break. Back from commercial break, we see Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams having some sort of barbershop talk with his boys. Which looked a whole lot of the barbershop talks with underground battle, battle rap legend Matt Hoffa <laughs> and their discussion of the rap game. But this one was discussions of wrestling and how Melo's going to defend his North American title in the ladder match. Why? Because Melo never misses. Get it. Um, you know, Melo, Carmelo. Yeah. You know, when never shoots. Seven. He shoots. He scores. Never <laughs> misses. Oh, he's getting so many basketball references in here. And still, nobody cares. No, <laughs> not, not too many people do. But he's the secondary. He's like the IC champion here with okay. the North American title. And he's like the one, you know, the secondary champ. While the first champ is just no ratings. <laughs> yeah, Braun Breaker. Another another segment, which I'm pretty sure was a hit because of who was involved. Have you seen the memes of Nikki Lyons since she debuted yet? No? Oh, man, you're missing out. Yeah, you're missing out, buddy. All right, so she did a move on a wrestler, which was a split, and her butt bounced on the girl's chest. Oh. So every guy that made a meme video after that was just in awe of her. <laughs> so like, oh... Yeah. So here we get a talk show segment of Lashing Out with Lash Legend. And her guest is Nikita Lyons. Didn't really care for the segment, just staring at the goods. Hey, <laughs> we did that in the Attitude Era. We're going to do it here, too. Okay. <clears throat> Plus, I'm sure we all wanted her to wrestle and not be in a tea-spilling talk show segment. Come on. This isn't what we asked of her for. I do have we to did say... The... Oh, go ahead. We did the memes so that she can wrestle more. <laughs> yeah. She, the pictures I'm seeing though, she does kind of look like some kind of pervert's 
create a wrestler from 2002. There it is. <laughs> there it just, is. Just like, oh, dude, I'm going to make this wrestler so cool. Somebody went and messed with the um, proportions. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna put this bigger. Her thighs are gonna be bigger. Her leg, right. a chest. Okay. So Nikita's, Nikita's storyline is the daughter of a rock star. They won't say his name, and her mom was a groupie. Again, they won't say her name. Wow. Okay. But when they did her video package before her debut, it looked like a generic '80s hair glam rock band. Oh wow. Basically, Motley Crue. Okay. That's who they're going with. But still, nothing. <laughs> After that, Jason Waller defeated L.A. Knight, last man standing. Maybe Jason Waller would grow on me one day, but I couldn't keep my attention on the match other than him going to the top rope and flying, trying to do a flying elbow drop onto the outside of the commentator's okay. table and landing it. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay, all right, cool. I tried reading the result of this match on another site to see what they had to say, and the only thing relevant and interesting is that LA Knight will be moving to the main roster after WrestleMania. Cool. Still not a reason for me to watch. No. I'll watch NXT probably, but no, not really. Next match is Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray defeating Casey Cazanzaro and Caden Carter for the Dusty Tag Team Classic semifinals. Um, here's another thing that WWE likes to do. Hype up and push the makeshift team instead of the already established team yeah. that, that's been together for years. Are an, awesome are an awesome tag team or address the same. So, yeah, let's just screw the little team of former American Ninja Warrior, Mighty Casey and Caden Carter, and give this team of Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray, who just tagged like two months ago, the push. Well, and then the funny thing is, a lot of times with those teams, they don't intend for them to be long term anyway. So it's like they push them, hype them, destroy yeah. the other team, and then they break up the new team anyway within a month or two. Yep. Like, what was the point? Yeah, that's true. Io Shirai and Katie Ray versus Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu next week in the finals. All right. So two makeshift yet tag teams are going to face each other, basically. Yeah. What a way to end the show. <laughs> Or end of finals, whatever. Pick your poison. Uh, Imperium versus MSK uh, the, for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Uh, and no contest. Um, anytime these two teams face each other, it's going to be a great match. They knew each other's moves. Imperium is grounded and technical. MSK are high flyers and technical as well. So they pretty much complement each other. And I thought for sure we would get a classic tag team. Good old-fashioned headbanger. Just as it's about to get better with the outside stuff, along comes the Creed brothers who got attacked earlier in the year and attacked both teams. No reason whatsoever, just attack whoever they wanted, which resulted in a no contest. Like, did you attack me? No. Did you attack me? No. <laughs> Let's beat him up. All right. And finally, Dolph Ziggler defeated Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker to become the NXT champion. Oh, that's cool. I, I like I haven't seen him in a while, but I, I still like Dolph. The boyhood dream has come true. Yeah, Sean no, he, I guess he's Shawn Michaels two point then. Yeah, because he won it with a super kick. <laughs> oh, the mixed martial arts kick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the mixed martial arts the MMA kick. <laughs> Pretty nifty. 
Uh, yeah. They put. Do you think they pushed the panic button on two point uh, As far as what? Like they had to. Rip? Yeah, they had to resort to giving the title that is used for upcoming talent to the forty-two-year-old. Uh, yeah, I think they wanted to give an established person, like to get people to watch. Yeah, uh, I think black so. and black and gold brand was doing fine with all one almost forty-year-old as the champion, yeah. Champa. Then they decided to experiment and push Rick Steiner's son to the moon and give him the NXT championship. Oh, just realized that Braun Breaker wasn't a triple threat match. Breaker. I wonder how they came up with that name. He did. I don't know. Oh. But, you know. Has two Ks. Sti- in, it, so. in the last time a Steiner was in a triple threat match, we all know that promo. <laughs> what, are you talking about in WCW? TNA. TNA. Oh, TNA. Got 30% chance. Yeah. <laughs> the, math, the math wizard. In the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. Oh. In his 20s, so he's a young upstart. I get it. You want new people to watch the show. So let's establish 2.0 with a young new champion. For the 2.0 youngins to relate to. But then you get the ratings and the rumors that Braun Breaker is moving to the main roster. So what would you do in this situation? Push another wrestler from NXT. Carmelo. (laughs) Right? Yeah, you'd think. Right? Carmelo. He's he's the next in line. The North American. He's the IC champion. He's, he's, He's the number one guy. Push him. Triple H would never bring someone that's already established to compete for the title because Samoa Joe, Adam Cole, Finn Balor, or anybody that held that belt and was moved up to the main roster. Well, Samoa Joe did come back, but you know he got fired from over there and then came. Yeah, you know the, how that went. <laughs> so now it just feels like Vince and company were patient enough and wanted to do things fast. Weren't patient enough. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's impatient. Yeah. So let's get Dolph Ziggler to show up on 2.0 and be the up-and-coming stars, win their championship. You know who should have gotten that spot? Robert Roode. Yeah. Yeah. Or but Carmelo. At, at the same time, I, I figure they're probably going to start a program between Braun and Dolph, and then this will be, you know, have him go over on somebody like that. It'll It'll kind of raise the stock quicker, you think? When he eventually goes over on him. So now, both the NXT women's and men's titles are being held by wrestlers that are already established on the main roster. That came back because the new people running 2.0 didn't believe enough in Tommaso Ciampa and Raquel Gonzalez, respectively. So, so if you're asking why I stopped watching NXT or why I won't watch 2.0, this is why. I get that Dolph Ziggler oversells. He's good for business, but you're maybe five years too late on Dolph. Yeah. Maybe he would have bur- Maybe he would have bur- Maybe he would work better as a transitional champion. Mm. Give it to someone else immediately. 
It will, though. Maybe it'll be like a month. A month. I hope it's a month and not. I hope it's a month and not like a Roman Reigns uh, push. No, jeez. Acknowledge him. Nah, I don't think so. And that's all for NXT. Oh, and also, um, what is her name? I lost it. Ha! <laughs> NXT Women's Champion. Who was she? I forgot. Anyway, she went oh. on Twitter saying, um, look at these two um, up-and-coming champions. <laughs> Mandy Rose went on uh, Twitter and said, look at these two up-and-coming oh, okay. champions. Yeah. Try it. Up-and-coming, yeah. Uh, hilarious, great, so young. Oh, she's right. not too, too old. AEW Dynamite on Wednesday. You're gonna love this one. Chris Jericho opened the show, put over his match against Eddie Kingston, and said it awakened something in him that has been sleeping for years but got frustrated by the result of the match. He called out Kingston, and the crowd got Eddie Chan going. And I don't like when Eddie Chance get to him. And it's not around my Eddie. Yeah, it's not the Eddie. It's just an Eddie. An Eddie, yeah. <laughs> Kingston told Jericho before the pay-per-view he wanted to know to no-show and give in to his demons. But four people changed his mind. And then he asked Jericho what prevented him from shaking his hand. Jericho admitted he was wrong and shook Kingston's hand just in time for uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia to attack. I love this uh, other tag team. It's called 2.0. And they came from NXT also. Which no. is hilarious. Like, oh, we're going to call ourselves 2.0. Yeah, let's take it with us. <laughs> <laughs> Santana and Ortiz rushed to the ring to help out Jericho and Kingston. And I thought we were getting an inner circle reunion. But Jericho attacked his four more teammates with a baseball bat. Took a page out of Sting's book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jake Hager came out questioning Jericho's actions, and then he joined in on the action by attacking Kingston. We got heel Jericho back and a new team for him to build up. Him and Jake that, Paul's older brother. Oh, no, that's somebody else. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks the, like him a little bit. The team of 2.0, Danny Garcia, Jake Hager, and Chris Jericho as the Jericho Appreciation Society. Bring it in, man. <laughs> um, Hagman Page defeated Dante Martin for the AEW Championship. Already the first match, and it's a championship. Uh, which reminds me of that. Brian Danielson once told Adam Page that he was used to fight the next night on Monday night after a pay-per-view. Basically calling Page a pussy for waiting till Wednesday night. <laughs> I don't blame him. I really wanted Adam Cole to win. At least he wouldn't allow AW to put him at the top of the card and be the main event instead of the reunion of the main event. Yeah. You know that reunion. Got oh, yeah. overshadowed by yeah. got overshadowed by that. I forgot that Adam man. I forgot that Adam Page was in this. <laughs> Great back and forth action between up and comer Dante Martin and Page. After the match, they shook hands. Adam Cole came out and told Page it was a fluke and challenged him to a six-man tag match. 
Page can pick two of his partners, but Cole is going to tag with two people that know Page personally. Could be talking about the Young Bucks. But he ends up picking his other two buddies, Red Dragon. Wow. Um, after that, John Moxley and Brian Danielson with William Regal. William Regal came out with them. Defeated, oh, Jake, defeated J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry. Um, after the match, give Sir Regal the microphone. Because <laughs> we need to hear him speak. And this is what he had to say. Mr. Shivani, I thought we'd never do this again. It's been 29 years since I first came to America and we were on TBS together. Can you believe that? 29 years. Time has flown by. And my time is flying by. I'm 53 now. And let's face facts, I've lived more than a hard life. I've made it that way, through battles in the ring, through battles with myself. And it won't be that long, let's face facts, probably in the next, I don't know, till I'm 65, 12 years, till the wife's pushing me to the sunny window so I can look out while a bit of toast is dripping out of my mouth. Because I know that I'm not long for this world. Too many empty bottles, thousands of them, and a few broken hearts, sweetheart. Uh, I see you haven't found a decent tailor in all that time either. Look at you. Now, I won't go there, Tony. What I'm out here to do, obviously to be with these incredible gentlemen here, but this is the first time, please allow me, this is the first time that I actually get to thank you on camera because 29 years ago when I came here, I we don't need to get into the story now, but you helped me in more ways than you could ever imagine. And that's why I'm here today. And you were the, one of the first people that really helped me when I came here. Thank you. My honor, buddy. Enough of being nice. As I say, time's ticking by. And obviously, I am no longer required in my old job. And for two months, I've sat at home and I completely and utterly checked out of this industry that I've been in for 39 years this year. And then somebody told me that my friend, Brian Danielson, had mentioned me on AEW Dynamite. And it piqued my interest because then I had to go and watch. And then I found out that my great friend here of 21 years, Brian Danielson, was going to fight John Moxley. Now, some of you, probably a lot of you, because the time frame, it's 39 years since I first came here. So most of you, whether you know this or not, the only reason that you know me, probably from 20 years ago, if you're a fan, is because of this young man. Because every time his name was mentioned, whether it be on Ring of Honor or any other company around the world, my name got mentioned with him. And so it made a young group of wrestlers realize that as much of a rogue that I am, and that's when I get to you in a minute, because I'm riddled with, I'm riddled with it, you know that, Tony, riddled with it to the core. But as much of a rogue that I am, what I will do, if somebody wants to work hard, is make them a better professional wrestler. 
The first thing I will do is, which I did to this young man, is sit him down and tell him everything, not what to do. And that will save him 10 years of his career. This is the wrestler that I should have been. He is the perfect wrestler. And there was a time when we spent time together where we would train in the ring with a group of people and then they would leave and then he would stay with me and we would stay from, I don't know, three or, three or four o'clock in the afternoon until past midnight every single night for five months and we learned. And that's when we really learned. And for the next whatever amount of years, I sent you to different places or mentioned you or what, does it matter? You became everything that I could never be because you don't have the problems that I have. Uh, okay. Then, 11 years ago, I met you. And for a whole year, the psychological and physical problems that we put upon each other would make the devil cry. So when I knew that you two we're going to knock the stuffing out of each other on Sunday. I thought it was time to come along. And because you're men and you did it the right way in the ring, I thought I'd seen enough. And so I came out and I thought, what better could this younger generation of wrestlers have than the perfect combination? The perfect wrestler and the perfect and utter sadistic person that will take things to a completely other level. And so that's why this team is together. And just a warning to every single person that steps in the ring with them. You will not like the outcome. And you either will step up or you'll get stepped on. At first, a thank you to Tony Schiavone for being the first friend he ever made when he first arrived on the scene 29 years ago. Just make us feel old. Yeah, that's what I was Damn. <laughs> After that, he went. He went all in. Man, Sir Regal went on Twitter and apologized for going over the time. Um, this is a tweet. This is a professional note from me, as I have no other form of SM, and would rather my new colleagues see this, as I don't like gossip. I am very sorry to everyone affected by my time issues last night. I apologize to everyone personally affected. I should be showing people by example and being a pro and hitting my times. To, oh, which we, to which we all as a unit, the internet wrestling community, finally agreed on something and responded back to our dear Regal. Nobody buzzed bothered by it. You don't have or have to apologize. And the only thing wrong with this promo is that it wasn't long enough. After that, another match. Pac defeated Wheeler Yuta. Dad. Okay. <laughs> Fast forward to that. I was just like, okay, whatever. It, it's, the, it's the reunion that happens after that, which I was more interested in. It's like, all right, man, let's go. Fast forward. Um, emergency board meeting of the AHFO, which was the Andrade Hardy. Uh, I don't know what FO means. Somebody school me on that. Somebody tell me what that means. 
Andrade and Matt Hardy meet in the middle of the ring, surrounded by the Butcher and the Blade, and Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn, who was supposed to be his team before Andrade showed up. So Matt Hardy said that every time he puts the suit on, he turns into an asshole. Kind of like Andrade does. Everybody's all like, oh, damn. (laughs) (laughs) So they went for a vote to keep Matt in the AHFO. Jose and Andrade did a thumbs down. Matt Hardy did a thumbs up. And followed by House Party, who also did a thumbs up. But changed their stance right away. Think of it as when Triple H betrayed Orton in Legacy. Mm. They beat down Hardy, out comes Sting and Darby Allen to try to try to help out Hardy, but they're still surrounded. <sighs> and then we get the extreme theme music, which I thought was a WWE trademark song, but I found out it's not. <laughs> According to Fightful Select, the song Loaded isn't actually owned by WWE. It has it has actually been used on Spike TV and other commercials, as well as the Holly Cousins theme song. Oh, wow. The song that WWE has the rights for is No More Words, which is Jeff's yeah. Hardy, Jeff Hardy solo theme song. Modest was used in TNA Impact and is owned by Jeff Hardy, as well as the Obsolete theme. <laughs> I love that this turned into a meme. Yeah. Um when your brother's getting beat up and you come out and you gotta do your little dancey dance first. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, he gets in the ring and helps out, takes everyone out. Matt Hardy does the twist of fate. Jeff goes to the top rope and does the swanton. The biggest pop of the night. Oh, man, the biggest pop of the night. Meanwhile, Darby Allen is marking out in the corner. Can't believe these two are in the ring. Sting is staring down at Hardy, thinking, I can't believe I have to face this guy again. Impact. Well, what do you think, Hardy? Back. Oh, I think it's cool. I think it's cool that he keeps gets a lot of chances, but it's good to see that he's not completely self-destructing. So can't wait for that. Um, back from commercial, Wardlow spoke for the very first time, and I don't think anybody was ready for this man to speak so eloquently. It's like, this guy speaks? What? (laughs) At Revolution, he broke off his business relationship with MJF and is free to do with what he likes to do. So he wins the Money in the Bank contract and goes after the secondary title? Okay. (laughs) I guess going after the TNT championship is fine, but go after the big All Elite championship later. Again, the Batista similarities are on par. He's Batista all over again. Yeah, and who? what was the other guy that was supposed to be Batista in WWE? The short guy. WWE. That was the that short that looked, guy. Yeah. The one that looked like him. And I think with the NXT guys originally. Oh, I, oh, seven, oh, eight, oh, not so, like around that time. Yeah, I forgot his name. Yeah. The short guy that they people back then used to say he was just like a miniature Batista. Uh, I know who you're talking about, too. But he was short. He looked just like him, too. Basically, yeah, he looked when he had hair, just short. Mm. But yeah. Don't remember. Yeah, I do. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I just don't remember the name. Uh, back six segment with QT Marshall, who told Keith Lee that him and the factory have his back when it comes to feeding with Team Taz. Mm. 
Right. <laughs> Keith Lee mentions QT getting beat by Taz's son, Hook. Have you seen Hook? I not. Oh, yeah, I believe I did. Like, it doesn't look like Taz at all. I believe I've seen him. <laughs> he doesn't look like his father at all. It just looks like, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, I've but... seen him. And I I guess he's named Hook because he's from Red Hook. Yeah, Red Hook, New yeah. Jersey. <laughs> Keith Lee tells QT, have you seen my back? He can handle it himself. QT Marshall then threatens Keith Lee. Oh, sure. Why not? Go right ahead. Uh, Jurassic Express defeated the acclaimed. Jade segment asking the question, who's next? (laughs) Here we go. Yeah, a lot of recycling going on. I guess they want to save the wrestling planet. Her manager asking the very important question, who's left? Yeah. They strolled through every major wrestler the company has to offer, so Jade asked another question. Who wants to step up and face Jade on that bitch's show? Hmm. TBS. Championship material right there. Yay. TBS. That hmm. bitch. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thunder Rosa defeated Layla Hirsch. Like tiny freaking Ray Mysterio girl. She's a Ray Mysterio size, but she's thick. Thunder Rosa, whose record is fifty-one and eight, facing a girl who just recently won her match at Revolution. Hmm. Okay, I'm guessing she's gonna lose this match. During the match, Layla tries to grab a weapon under the ring, but Red Velvet comes out to interrupt that. Thunder Rosa takes advantage of the distraction and wins the match with a Machinoku driver. No, nice. Yeah, you know what Machine Number Driver yeah. is. She calls it a Thunder Driver. Yeah. I just haven't heard that name in a long time. Tony Schiavone reminds Thunder Rosa that a year ago during the No Fans pandemic, she fought Britt Baker in a lights out match, and the next week in San Antonio, she will face her again for the Women's World Championship in a steel cage match. And Britt Baker reminds everyone that even though Thunder Rosa scored a win for that match, who really won? Yeah. Dr. Britt the, Baker, DMD. The fans won. The fans won. <laughs> that no no fans was there though. So <laughs> Well it was a pan, it was a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. And finally Scorpio Sky defeated Sammy Guevara for the TNT championship. Alright. Guevara went for the 6.30 splash early on and landed on a table, which knocked him out for a bit. Doctors and girlfriend Tay Conti checked in on him while everyone on Dan Lambert's entourage, America's top team. Remember those guys from TNA? Mm, yeah. Not every single yeah. one of them, but yeah. Yeah, Dan Lambert, yeah. He, they're here also, which is such a fucking annoying-ass thing. <laughs> they're taunting Conti and Sammy. Only female in the group, MMA fighter and former bare-knuckle champion Paige Van Zant tried to get in Conti's face trying to distract her. Which I think is like a hey, you guys got Ronda Rousey. We got her. Yeah. Well. No, uh, it's an equal comparison, but... Hey. According to Chris Jericho, Paige Van Zant has an awesome OnlyFans. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Back in the ring, Sammy tries his best to take out Scorpio and almost pins him clean with the GTH. Go to hell. 
<laughs> Sammy tries to go for another 630 splash from the top rope, and Sky puts his leg up. Ethan Page gets in on the ring apron and help out his friend, but Conti takes him down. Page Van Zant spears take Conti and throws him into the steel steps. Sky hits a diamond cutter on Sammy and pins him for the three count. Scorpio Sky is your new TNT champion. <laughs> Before the show goes off the air, Paige Van Zant signs her contract on top of Tay Conti's butt, making sure to dot the I's and cross the T's. <laughs> and it kind of hurts when you're pressing in on the... Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I sent out a link for people to send us a voice message, and we have one from Celebrity. Ready right. to find out who it is? Are you yeah, done guessing yet? It. I couldn't even begin to guess. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's a doozy. Oh boy! I just want to say I'm so happy for Scorpio Sky. It's about time. <laughs> All right, have a good one, guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> Mickey Mouse. That was Mickey Mouse. <laughs> nah. I have no idea. <laughs> What's your next question? Who? I yeah. That yeah. Oh. Um, no, I... Thanks for our good friend, listener of the show, Jerry Whitford, for sending us that one. <laughs> I asked. I asked the question. I said, I'll "Send us a message. I don't care if it's a troll." You'll be heard on the on the spot and everything. Well, he sent it. <laughs> I accepted it. I'm taking it in. I'm putting it in the show. I'm a man of my word. I was gonna say, yeah, you kept your word, and I guess they took it literal. Oh man! <laughs> and that is all the news we have from NXT and AEW. <laughs> this definitely feels like WWE. Or actually, WWF back in the gobbledygooker days, they would have done something like that. They would. <laughs> well, calling him a gobbledygooker now. <laughs> uh, we were going to do a segment today, but we're going to save that for later next week. Um, and hopefully, we get some uh, Q and A in here from you guys. Not Q and A. Get some messages since I'm already putting out the message link. Get some messages. Um, tell us who the question is for the weekend. Who are your top favorite wrestlers that never held the championship? Um, could be WCW guys or it could be WWF guys. The only reason I'm saying that is because growing up, uh, we didn't have uh, channels to watch other wrestling shows. We only had yeah. WWE and WCW. We didn't know. I didn't know about WCW until later in '92. Yes, when Rick Flair showed up with the world title and made it legit. Like, I didn't know about AWA. Some people have been saying it in other uh, Facebook groups. But yeah, I didn't know about it back then either. Like, so I started buying tapes. But send us your voice message. Tell us your opinion. Tell us who you think should be number one. We got our own. I'll have my own. Michael will have his own. Yep. Um, so yeah. But yeah, so before we get into the main event, I do want to say I uh, downloaded my copy of WWE 2K22 today, and I'm pleasantly surprised. I stopped playing 
SmackDown, I want to say maybe around 09, 08, when they changed the controls. The controls had been the same, more or less, since the first one up until, like, 07, um, maybe 08. And then they changed the buttons, just all, it was so wonky. And then they changed it from where you basically just press in a direction and press a button. It was almost like you had to do combinations just to get a grapple. Yeah. So I had stopped playing. But now, it, I don't know if it's just because I stopped playing so long that I don't have any orientation for the but where the button should be. But it's actually an enjoyable game. I think I'm going to stay away, because I do play NBA 2K, I think I'm going to stay away from the cards and collecting cards. and con- I played just singles matches, backstage match, all that stuff, and it actually felt playing uh, Shut Your Mouth or Know Your Role or um, Here Comes the Pain where you're backstage you know, where the cars are at and stuff. So it's actually a fun game. If you get a chance to play it, I would play it. Wow. Our first um, WWE 2K 2022 review, courtesy of Michael. I'm so happy for you that you got it. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, eventually I will. I'm getting up to it. And earn, you know, you're in the VC, which is the virtual currency. Uh, by matches and it doesn't have to be career matches it can even be just the singles uh, one thing i was confused about so you can get characters you know obviously you have to buy like a, the, obviously the first character i bought is bret hart i don't know if i ever said but bret hart will always be my number one favorite wrestler will never change um you had to buy triple h okay that's fine because technically he doesn't wrestle anymore i don't know why it was ceo triple h though instead of the game long hair triple h and I'm wondering if later on they're going to introduce a pack that they want you to buy with him in it. But I thought it was kind of weird that they have like five versions of The Undertaker. Uh, but they Which version had... is that? For who? Triple H? Uh, Undertaker. Oh, The Undertaker. They have Phantom of the Opera Undertaker. They have American Badass Undertaker. They have... Um... Was he Lord of Darkness when he kind of looked like a superhero? When he, like he had his hair pulled back and it was like he was wearing almost like the Super Shredder... Yeah. Yeah. And then they have, I guess, a regular Dead Man Undertaker and maybe one more. If not one more, then maybe it's four. But they have at least four guaranteed because I did the pre order, so I got three of them, but I didn't get like the regular, I guess, Undertaker. That one you have to buy. Okay. With the VC. But they have a lot of cool characters, though. They have Anvil, they have Brett, they have Hogan, they have Diesel and Kevin Nash. Um, so, yeah, I mean, anybody, if you like anybody in there and you've been watching for a while, Macho Man is in there. So I don't think anybody would be disappointed. And then a lot of new, there's guys in there that I'm like, okay. Some guy, Damien something, who I've never heard of, but looks like Demento? a... No, no, I know Damien Demento. Some new guy, I guess. He looks oh, like... Uh, Damien Priest? Okay, it could be. He looks like a Marilyn Manson follower from 1998. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's him. <laughs> um, so yeah anybody you can think of it's pretty much in there so a lot of women wrestlers too which is cool a lot of and then a lot of the i guess the legends too beth phoenix trish so yeah. i think they they made up for whatever the shortcoming was why they stopped making them for what a year or so i think came back full force oh that's good to know right there so, let's awesome. get into this main event. Can't wait to buy that game. Well, and then we can play against each other. We'll have to 
maybe do a Twitch show. We can talk and l let people watch watch me and you pretend like we know how to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> Fight it out, and then at the same time do a podcast. See how there that goes. Go. See if we can do two things. We are weeks away from WrestleMania, and this road trip feels like we rented the Lex Express bus. Man. <laughs> we stopped and pulled over to stretch our legs to discuss WrestleMania 3, 5, 6, 9, and 10, with a few sites towards uh, In Your House and St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Tonight, we're going six years later, and my, how everything has changed within those six years. It's almost like they changed their attitude. This is WrestleMania 2000. Welcome to the Attitude Era. During the show, we will have, be stating additional facts that you may or may not have known already that we just happen to have come across on the web for over the years. At times, we will discuss what happened afterwards to either the feud or the wrestler throughout the year. After we discussed the WrestleMania in this moment, we were rated by the card, the roster, what impact did they have on pop culture, and is it rewatchable by giving a unique rating system such as how many videotapes out of 10 would we give it and would we take it with us to school to have our friends watch it during a free class or an elective behind closed doors without Mrs. Wu trying to barge in on us because she heard <laughs> a pimp because she heard a pimp say ho train. Yes, we're definitely there. <laughs> what did she say? Nothing. <laughs> it's so all that has got us all in trouble right away. <laughs> all right, you guys can't be in there anymore. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> What's Valvina? No! <laughs> all right, Roderick, turn it off. Yeah. All right. Uh, WrestleMania 2000, April 2nd, 2000, from Anaheim, California. Um, commentators are good old Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. Lillian Garcia sings to America the beautiful events once again doesn't have the budget to get a celebrity to sing, so someone else has to step up. I thought she and, did pretty good, though. Enter Lillian Garcia, and from here on out, she would do the singing. All right. Thanks a lot, Rockin' Robin. <laughs> Let me ask you, Lillian Garcia, they never played her up as a diva, but was it just me, or was she like one that you were like, Every time JR was talking about puppies and all that, I'm like, well, what about Lillian Garcia? Or was it just uh, me? Yeah, I mean, no? There was that um, straight to DVD where they all went to. Uh, oh, yeah. Was to, it, it wasn't uh, Hawaii, wasn't it? Mexico. There you go. That's And all the girls did a bikini shoot. Uh, and apparently she was one of them. And also Sarah. Freaking Undertaker's ex-wife was on another one. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> like, Undertaker, and she was probably like, "Hey, you, you have did Vince owes you a favor?" No, no, <laughs> not like why? Like, why was she in there? Like, she's not a wrestler. Like, I don't care if she's with the Undertaker. That's like saying, no. "Okay, fine." Did she <laughs> did she wrestle? At, I don't remember she was DDP's. The stalker, <laughs> and then she pinned him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, nobody liked that. that. Nobody liked her. Nobody liked no, her. I didn't like her. 
And then remember no. with the whole Brock Lesnar thing, she was supposed to be pregnant or whatever. Who was? So, uh, going a little further up, Brock Lesnar and Undertaker were feuding. It was when Undertaker supposedly had a broken hand, and Undertaker's wife was supposed to be pregnant. So remember, um, Brock Lesnar like touched her stomach or whatever, and I think Heyman was saying, "Oh, you know, if Undertaker can't support your baby anymore, we'll do it or something like that." You don't remember that? That is creepy. Yeah, and I I want to say it was the chain match, but that I might be going a little too far with that. But yeah, Undertaker and Brock Lesnar and Heyman went backstage. Just and then I think it was while Undertaker was having a match, so then I think he saw it on the screen that they were back there, and he ran backstage. And then that's when Undertaker Stephanie McMahon said, "Yeah, he is going to be able to wear the cast in the match," and they were mad because they didn't want him to wear the cast. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway. First match, <laughs> go for it. All right. So first match, I thought was kind of cool. It's fun. It was back then. Uh, Godfather, you were just talking about him. Godfather with D'Lo, which I don't know. Godfather looked like he had an accident with a disco ball. <laughs> made his t-shirt anyway uh ice t was in the ring for like 30 seconds which was kind of cool i guess you know pimp whatever and anaheim california yeah versus our favorite guy we seem to talk about him a lot big boss man <laughs> and uh his good pal bull buchanan uh, his protege bull buchanan <laughs> uh, before he was on the right track of course of course um yeah i I really it was a beginning uh what an entry match intro introduction i was like all right wrestlemania 2000 let's go and it started off well yeah that was a fun match especially back then you know if you were there not there live but if you were watching wrestling back the godfather was over over with the hoe train i mean of course uh after the match, the big boss man and Bull Buchanan chased after the Godfather's girls. Yeah. Fuck it. After Godfather's hose. Which he I got hose. I was I was kind of surprised that they didn't have Godfather and D'Lo win, but I thought it was a good match. I thought it was for what it was. Um Bull Buchanan did alright. Um so what and, I'd watch, I'd actually, well, I would, I would watch that match again. I would watch it definitely because it was this was the year, <laughs> and you'll understand why that you need to watch this match again just yeah. to appreciate it. A few months after, Dila would turn heel and attack the Godfather, then teaming up with former headbanger Chaz and renamed himself Lowdown. Don't know why. Mm. <laughs> they yeah. most they mostly wrestled on the D Squad shows like Sunday Night Heat and Jacked. Sunday Night Heat, yeah. Jacked, remember that? Oh my god, that was a Saturday show, wasn't it? That that was a Saturday afternoon show. Afternoon, not even yeah, a, it wasn't not night. even a Sunday a Saturday night or Sunday Saturday morning. Yeah, just like all right, we're gonna keep you on the afternoon show. <laughs> Shortly after Tiger Ali Singh joined the group, I have no idea who that is. You don't um, know him? No. Oh, wow. Like I've I've seen pictures too. It's like no, they're on Jacked and Heat. Um, the, he joined as the manager and everything tanked from there. 
Later, Chaz and Sling would be released, and Dilo would eventually be moved down to OVW Development for the most awesome job opportunity as enhancement talent. There you go. <sighs> Big boss. What's oh, that? Oh, good. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was to say the strange thing is that Bull Buchanan actually went on to have, at least for a time, a better career than Dilo was having. Yes. Him and Bossman went on to beat the Acolytes at Backlash. Um, they ended up breaking up in June on Raw after they lost to the Hardy Boys. Uh, obviously, Bossman with his famous nightstick turned on Bull Buchanan and hit him in the back. And then we know that uh, Bull Buchanan <laughs> didn't do too much until he met with the right to censor Stevie, Stevie Richards. And then they actually had the Godfather godfather turned from being the whole train to the no train when he joined the right to censor <laughs> the no train <laughs> uh that's true um yeah now for the people that gained so much after this match <laughs> uh boo buchanan after he got betrayed by his boss protege a little birdie known as Steven Richards got in his ear to help him join in this ultra-conservative war to end the Attitude Era and help bring in a mediocre PGWWE. <laughs> the right to censor and the most heat I've ever seen or heard from the crowd since Roman Reigns or X-Pac. Yeah. Yeah, people... Oh, oh man. <laughs> Switch over to the Godfather rules of betrayed by his partner. So he pretty much was down and out and had nothing to do. Hey, bring in Steven Richards. Get in his ear and ask Godfather to join his crusade. Become a part of the cult faction. Because well, it was a cult, man. <laughs> it was a cult. Well, and remember what happened was Bull Buchanan and Godfather had a set of loser leaves town match. They had a Godfather had to thing if he lost match and obviously he lost. Lost, named himself the good father. No more hoes. <laughs> no more dressing like a pimp. No. They but would no. all wear. They would all come out wearing a white suit. Yeah. Um, and they would preach the book of PG. Going door to door on their bicycles, trying to get you to listen to the good word. The good word of PG. Um, Buchanan and Goodfather would eventually become a tag team and beat every tag team they came across. In September, the right to censor added another member to the group, Val Venus betraying the Dudley Boys yeah. and joined as well. What was his name? Oh my god, what was it? Wasn't Chief, Chief yet? Was it, it Chief wasn't Morley? Chief yet? I thought it was Chief Morley because, okay. like, why would you name yeah, why would you keep the Val Venus name? Yeah, yeah, Mr. I think... Venus. <laughs> yeah, I think um, he did. Becoming a censored character, no longer doing his Rick Rude style impersonation that got him to the dance. Mm -hmm. Val Venus has gone on record saying he hated doing this character as it limited his wrestling due to the suit and tie he would wear in the ring. Yeah. Even the members hated doing the gimmick. <laughs> Godfather as well has said he almost quit WWE when they took away his girls. <laughs> Okay, why are you taking away my girls? That was his bonus. That was part of his contract. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, in October, Ivory was announced as the newest member of the PG cult group, and they vowed to stop at nothing to make WWE great again. Oh. Uh, finally, their good work was being acknowledged when in November, 
on an episode of Raw, Buchanan and Goodfather would win the tag titles from the Hardys, thus becoming the greatest heel faction since the Million Dollar Corporation. I said it. Ooh. That's, and that's this is why weird. I marked out at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I heard that calling. It's the, my favorite cult. Yes. <laughs> uh, one cool thing I thought for both Buchanan, though, after he left WW, one of, I don't know why, but I liked when he came back, uh, when he came back to help John Cena, he became, what was it, B-squared? B-squared, yeah. <laughs> Booyah! Yeah. I thought that like, was funny. Um, yeah, I thought he for sure would have like a better gimmick rather than just say booyah every time John Cena rapped. Yeah, right. well, he was better off not on the mic, though. Okay, well, here, just two words. That's not booyah. <laughs> um, up next is the hardcore championship. Match. Oh my god, that was crazy. 50 minutes of chaos. Hardcore Battle Royal. Hardcore Battle Royal. Hold on. Okay. Um, Viscera Mabel was pretty much in his element here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he really didn't have to. You don't have to wrestle. Just go out there. And beat people up. Yeah. Can I Can I hurt him for real? It's like, yeah, go ahead. Whatever makes him seem realistic. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, the list of people in this match, Taz, Vizera, Funaki, Taka Mishinoku, Rodney, Joy Abs, and Pete Gas from the Mean Street Posse. Remember those guys? Yeah. <laughs> Thrasher and Chaz from um, Headbangers. Headbangers. Farouk and Bradshaw, the APA. Crash Holly and Hardcore Holly. Um, were there more than that? Because I got so chaotic. No, it was... No, that's a Taz, Viscera, the whole Mean Street Posse, Hardcore Holly, Kai and Ty, and the Headbangers. Oh, and sorry, I just got this in from our producer. You got to stop calling him Chaz. He was still Mosh at that time. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting, <laughs> you know. They're going to take us off the air if you do that again, I was told. So. Mosh. Chaz, Mosh. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's just going to come out and leave it to Beaver. Uh, yeah. I'll okay, wait. Yeah, we're... Uh, all right. We're losing our funding now. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I was trying to figure out how Pete Gas turned into mass transit with all that blood coming out of his oh, face. Yikes. That's enough. We'll <laughs> like, save that one for next time, too. How did he get hit? Where what? did he get it? What? I, Viscera, did you do that? <laughs> I don't know if it was him, but I think if I what it looked like to me, because, you know, they were all over the place with all those guys. I think he got hit with one of those cookie sheets, but on oh. with the side of it instead of the flat. Yeah, I could totally see that happening. <laughs> um, yeah. You had Taz also, who was a hardcore champion yeah. during those few minutes uh, trying to yeah. pin his opponent. <laughs> like, what, what are yeah, you doing? Yeah, he's already won, yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're like, hey, what's going on? The Where cool, am I? The cool thing about that match that they set it up, though, is the fact that there were tag teams in there. It's like, you know, okay, only one guy can win, so you knew there was going to be betrayals. Yeah. Thrasher and Ma Mosh being one of them. Oh, Acolytes were in there. Acol yeah. Farouk right. and Bradshaw. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. APA. APA, there you go. All right. Well, they Rodney. Were 
Rodney beating up Joey and yeah. Pete Gas for no reason at all. I was like, you guys are brothers. What are you doing? <laughs> it was so chaotic. Um, the problem in this match came at the very end when referee Randy White fucked up the yeah. whole ending. But it wasn't necessarily his fault as he was being counted down in his ear by a different number. So oh, instead okay. of Crash Holly, who was originally supposed to leave with the title, we get Hardcore Holly taking it. I thought it was again. His leg was in his way. That's what it looked oh, like to me. It, it did. Uh, it's like I saw it again. I was like, oh, all right. Again, everyone looking at Randy White to see what was going to happen. <laughs> Imagine there was a bunch of changes, though. I know Taz got it within the first minute. He did. Uh, no, first 30 seconds, actually. Then Viscera got it from him. Um, and then Viscera, for some reason, decided to go to the top rope. Uh, he ended up with the double. <laughs> by the I love how everybody else is fighting each other and not paying attention to the actual match. The person that has the belt. Has the belt. Yeah, nobody was going out. Like, I got to beat up this person first before I get to them. Don't forget, Funaki was champion for a little bit. He actually Funaki. Yeah, Funaki was champion for a little bit. Um, Taz turned on him. <laughs> it, it, the list goes as Taz, Viscera, Funaki, Rodney, Joey Abs, Thrasher, Pete Gas, Taz again, Crash Holly, and Hardcore Holly at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, we'll count that one. Okay. I thought that um, was cool. pretty fun, fun match. It was. Especially when they went backstage when Funaki, like, oh, I won. I'm getting the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he said 24 7, let's go. <laughs> Hardcore Holly lost the Hardcore title back to Crash the next night on Raw. He then went on to wrestle in the IC title picture in June. He was wrestling Kurt Angle and suffered a broken arm, which took him out for months. Because, you know, Kurt Angle thinks it is real. <laughs> or because Hardcore Holly. Likes to stiff people. So Kurt Angle said, nope. I, you know, figured he should have learned his lesson by this time and not yeah. do the same thing to um, Brock Lesnar when he tried to, like, stiff him. Yeah. Well, That's what we, you get. We know what happened with that. That's what you get. Um, during his time away, Crash introduced us to his, no, to his other cousin, Molly Holly. Hmm. Hardcore came back in November to help Crash and The Undertaker defeat Edge and Christian and Kurt Angle. He would later compete for the European Championship against champion at the time and real man's man, William Regal. Um, Crash Holly, who gave birth to the 24-7 rule by winning the Hardcore title in February, claiming he would defend it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And is known as the 22-time Hardcore champion today, possibly just for that year alone. Yeah, really. Everyone went after him, including one of Godfather's girls. <laughs> it was two matches that were good. So far, the show is awesome. Let's go. What else do we have? So after that match, I think literally the event started going down the shitter. Not that it was bad, though. It was backstage, Al Snow. Uh, you remember that? Ah. <laughs> Chester the Molester. Yeah. Chester yeah. Miss che- Cheeserton. Yeah. Head yeah. Cheese, Al Snow, and Steve Blackman. Which, that, and uh, was, like, don't do anything. Don't, no, I won't. I won't. And then, of course, 
you know, head cheese. Yikes. <laughs> Tess and Albert, or TNA as they were called, with the managerial services of a young model by the name of Trish Stratus. And her first WrestleMania. I'm sure she'll go places in the future. Yeah, she might. She has a couple talents that might help her out. Ayo. <laughs> I love this team so much because they were powerful. And then they fucked them up. Yeah, <laughs> Albert I, I did like TNA. Albert alone, who seemed like he could kick anyone's ass. And then Tess, who just has that look of, I don't like you. <laughs> Maybe because his ex-fiance left him the year before to the top, be with the top guy. Yeah. At the yeah. altar. <laughs> after defeating Cheesehead, they went after established tag teams, no matter if they were heel or faces. Trish got powerbombed through a table a month later at Backlash by the Dudley Boys. Her first bump. All right, let's go. You can do this. We'll see how you do. <laughs> in July, a fully loaded TNA plus Trish Stratus faced off against the Hardy Boys and Lita in an intergender tag team match. Which would be the blueprint for the legendary lead over Trish Stratus feud? Yeah. yeah, the best feud ever. Yeah, which is still relevant today. They'll sell tick you know, when they're when they come back, they do their legend thing. Now they're besties, but for sure. This awesome tag team and its rich name caused a lot of chaos, but only lasted a year when in December, Albert betrayed Test and took him out. Oh. What a year. Trish sided with Albert and continued to manage him until Vince got a hold of her and had her barking like a dog. Oh, God. Yeah. Go over today. I will say one thing about the match. I did. I liked it for the most part. I mean, I at least like all the people involved. Um, one thing that I didn't care for is that it seemed like to prolong it. There wasn't a lot of psychology in it. They just kept having the counts broken up by the tag team partner coming in and stopping the count. Which I thought was like a cheap way to just keep the match going. True. Yeah. That's so I don't know if that was part of what that was supposed to be relevant at the time or if they just were like, I don't know what to do. Just come in and break the count. <laughs> uh, Albert went on to join X Pac and Just Incredible and the critically acclaimed team known as X Factor. X Factor. They did have yeah. a good theme song. Yeah. They Uncle did. Cracker was, again, he time too. He was, yeah. After being Kid Rock's guy. Tess went and became allied with the alliance of WCW and ECW, and later on, the Un-Americans. Okay. <laughs> the Canadian. real winners. Yeah, he's on the un- an Un-American. Couldn't call them <laughs> Canadians. Um, the real winners, Steve Blackman, who went down into mid-card hell, and what is now known as chasing the 24-7 title, mm. when he split up with Al Snow. He got the hardcore title and went on a long-standing feud with Shane McMahon, which culminated at SummerSlam. It's that highlight reel where Shane and Blackman climbed the Titantron and Steve hit Shane with a candlestick, knocking him down and hitting an elbow drop. You know that one, right? Mm-hmm. He continued to remain hardcore champion until the end of the year. Al Snow would face Perry Saturn for a European championship and win and go on to have a gimmick of entering the ring with various European countries, native music, and a move that would be canceled today. <laughs> this yeah. garnered a lot of heat until he finally lost the belt to William Regal. Oh, goodness. Also, I absolutely know how Al Snow enters the ring when he's by himself. 
Um, one time at a Raw, he came in dressed as a masked wrestler. He entered that ring, and I looked at it like, that's Al Snow. Huh. And what do you know? He unmasked himself, and it was Al Snow. Al Snow. Huh. And some guy behind me is like, who's that? Who's that? I'm like, looking at him, like, it's Al Snow. How do you know? I just know. <laughs> Watch how he wrestles. Watch him get in the ring. The way wow. he got in the ring reminded me so much of what he did. And then um, the way the way he stands, basically, uh-huh. like it's not something I would be proud of, but damn, <laughs> like the fact that I know how Hal Snow wrestles and how Al Snow yeah. actually walks, his gait and his stance. <laughs> it's like, dude, yeah, that's Al Snow. <laughs> Can't believe I do who Al Snow. Yeah. It's okay. We can start a fan club. Oh my goodness. Well, you can start a fan club. The Cheeseheads. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Head of uh, the table. Anyway. Head of the, Oh, wow. <laughs> you should come back as a manager. Um, My favorite match of the night was next. Triangle ladder match? Yes. I do think that that Sorry to uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, but I, I do think that this was the template for all the ladder matches to come. You could say that. Yeah. <laughs> when they became extreme. Obviously, yeah, they used the ladder in the Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels match, but the two old guys using the ladder compared to what these guys did with them. Shawn and Razor walked so that these guys could run. Could run and fly. Uh, and fly and basically end their careers. Yeah. Jeez. Edge and Christian defeated Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys for the WWE Tag Team Championship in a triangle ladder match. Just call it a ladder match. Uh, we get a sequel of this at the start of SummerSlam. The start of the TLC War. Man. Because this match did awesome the first time around. Let's do it again. That table, ladders, and chairs. So you know, let me ask once, you, once in a lifetime deal. Well, we know how that works. <laughs> yes. With Devon, when or when Devon was lying on the the ladder, and Matt came, um, and and he he landed up now. <laughs> overselling on purpose, or I don't recall. I didn't watch a lot of. I, mean, I don't recall a lot of his matches. Or was that just what he used to do? Act like he was getting his seizure. Yeah. <laughs> He does that. He oversells. Um, okay. uh, well, apparently now because he had a surgery and he can't wrestle again. So it was real. Um, okay. In the oh. ECW, he would always get be done. Like somebody would throw a ladder on his back and he would do that. Um, Powerbomb through a table, he would do that. So okay. he really has a bad back. Okay. And it just like stung him for a bit. So I was thinking that maybe that ladder on his back Oh man! Like I, I always thought it was an oversell, but then yeah. like looking at it now, it's like no, those hurt. Like I, I understand where he's going with the. Okay. Um, Can yeah, and then the Hardy Boys, of course. All these matches were awesome. Well, I think one of the most memorable that they probably still they still show, or at least when I used to buy compilation videos. Uh, Edge hitting that spear on Jeff 
Jeff was on the ladder, top. Edge was on the top rope. Yes. They were using what uh, JR was calling the suicide cam, that bird's eye. <laughs> yeah. In September, they defeated Edge and Christian in a steel cage match for the titles. The Hardy lost the belts a month later to Los Conquistadores, who were Edge and Christian at no mercy, but they regained them again the next night on Raw when they too were dressed as Los Conquistadores. <laughs> Los Conquistadores. <laughs> uh, I speak Spanish. Los Conquistadores. There you go. Yeah, just say it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> and then lost the belts again to fight. To, uh, and then lost the belts again to write the censor in December. Around that same time, third member of Team Extreme, Lita, yeah. lost her lightweight title against Dean Malenko. Per stipulation, he won the right to go on a date with her. Matt Hardy didn't like that. Then again, Matt Hardy doesn't like anything Lita did. Ayo. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was the biggest uh, Brett screwed Brett moment. But <laughs> <laughs> It's or, a radical. Anyway. <laughs> the Radicals defeated Team Extreme at Armageddon. Uh, while Dudley Boys and Hardys were feuding with ENC throughout the year, Edge and Christian stopped coming to the ring through the crowd and went over with the fans when they started doing five-second poses. Definitely <laughs> reeking of awesomeness. Man, I yeah. fast-forward to the next match. <laughs> well, no, so, but to finish up with that one, I... I would definitely watch. That's one that I would on a tape by itself even. Is that ladder definitely. match like I said cuz it's the template for all you know for the future ladder matches like to say you know it's almost like somebody having a guitar and it's like oh okay cool yeah you're strumming some chords and then you hand it over to Slash and then you're like wait a minute is that my guitar? Oh. You know you think you know what you're doing until you hand it like that and then you're like oh okay. And I happened when they gave them the ladders people were like well look now that if we've seen people do that, there's no way you can just use it as a a prop in the ring or climb it like you're uh, Tim the Tool Man to go clean your gutters. Like you really got a thing. Uh. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're yeah, saying you didn't one... like the cat fight? Uh... That was the best match on the anyway. Now I'm, I'm channeling saying, the king anyway. <laughs> and he, <laughs> the only singles match on the card and it was this. Yeah. There you go. Like, looking back at it, this is why we couldn't have nice things. <laughs> oh man. Matches like this would never fly today. Oh no. Well no, because now they're superstars as well. But again, it was relevant back then. And don't act I don't know about you. If you didn't like the match only one not for the match but for the relevance to the what was going on in wwe at the time wwf i should say what was going on in wwf at the time well just attitude the whole era yeah the attitude, yeah, attitude era, era the divas i mean that was it was relevant at the time obviously now you look at it like okay yeah do we need to know what they were up to throughout the year all they did was face each other all year long yeah, and they basically just did more of that. <laughs> I think the best part, not best, but the comic relief was having, uh, cat, or yeah, having Cat get to because Mae Young attacked Val Venus with a 
Uh, it's worse than watching her hand and grow up. Did, she did the uh, what did they call it? They didn't call the Bronco Buster for her, right? Didn't they call it Grandma Buster? It. Yeah, uh, when the, um, Bronco Bust. They called it something in your face, though, didn't they? I don't remember. All in your ah, something like that. Anyway, but <laughs> yeah, uh, we didn't. She did we, that on yeah. Young or on Mula. So. Lita versus Trish will not happen until a year later. Yeah. China was rebounding from being heartbroken. Luckily, she found her poppy. <laughs> Which, at the time, she she was playing hard to get. Of course. <laughs> Speaking of China. Yep. Radicals versus China were too cool. And China was literally beating the guys. Yeah, seriously, like. Yeah, you know, what happened to that? RTC happened. Thanks a lot, right to center. Uh, I love how Malenko had eyes for Lita as a result of everyone in the group getting their own girl. Yeah. Saturn had Terry Runnels, Guerrero had China, and mm-hmm. Benoit had uh shit. Never mind. Oh yeah, no. Uh, yeah. All I'm saying is that Dean Malenko was pretty jealous. He wanted in on the action also and got a crush on Lita. Just not bad. Not a bad. If you're going to go for it, you might as well go all the way. That's correct. Uh, Guerrero started a storyline with China calling her his mamacita. Freaking Latino heat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Latino heat. Uh, Saturn moved down to the 24-7 Jays. Poor Saturn. <laughs> and Malenko was in limbo storylines trying to go after Lita. Yeah. What did you think about... Uh... Having China, Eddie Guerrero, and then um, actually, had it not been for her pants falling off, it would have been a better power bomb. See, I thought that's kind of good, but again, here I'm channeling King again. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like it's like I marked out for that rather than um the other ones. Like, oh shit. Because yeah. the other ones, you just you've practically seen them freaking naked the entire year. Well, yeah, you you're right. China no... came out and almost slipped, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, <laughs> is that an ass? <laughs> she has a bodybuilder ass. <laughs> wow!" <laughs> and then that happened. But either way, um, had it not been for her pants falling, she would have done a better power bomb. Yeah, still a good match though. Yeah. Still a good match. Um, too cool, along with Rikishi, formerly their head shrinkers, would peak into summer when they received a mini push when they defeated Edge and Christian for the tag team titles on an episode of Raw. Meanwhile, Rikishi would defeat Chris Benoit for the IC belt on a June episode of SmackDown. And behind the music fashion, but then, <laughs> by late 2000, things started to fall apart. Scott needed some time off for neck surgery. <laughs> Grandmaster Sexy was released from WWF after being detained crying across the Canadian-American border with illegal drugs. And finally, Rikishi? Kish did it all for The Rock. I did it for The Rock. I did it for the people. Uh, China and Eddie Guerrero continued to on-screen romance until November when she found out him in the shower with two of the girls. 
It happens, right? Wandering eyes. Yeah. So this story one line was true life. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Oh my god. <laughs> At the same time, in November, China posed for Playboy, and who didn't buy this magazine just for her alone? Oh, I no, I don't have that magazine sitting in my <clears throat> file cabinet downstairs. It's in California. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine's here. <laughs> yeah. Of course, this turned into a storyline with the cult of PG era, right to censor. Who took a magazine on air and ripped it apart, having Ivory berate China for all that she's done? She's slut shaming, slut shamer. No, Ivory. Them. We don't do that anymore, Ivory. Not no. even your cult. It's not allowed. <laughs> this would eventually lead to a China versus Ivory match in January at the Royal Rumble. Yay! Was that the one where she tried to rip off um, her skirt? Mm, possibly the um, she might have broken neck broken neck storyline. Yeah. And like and then comes back and then I don't know, she did this whole thing with a bazooka. Yeah, China, right? Yeah. Oh. I gotta remember that at all. Next That's match, perfect. Chris Benoit versus Chris Jericho versus Kurt Angle. Two false match for the IC and European Championships. Yeah, which was um, thanks Backlund. Remember Bob Backlund was Kurt Angle's manager, kind of uh, mentor. Yes. He's, He's the reason why he has the Crippler cross face. What? Wait, no. No, he was Kurt Angle. Chicken wing. Chicken wing. Yeah, yeah. And he told, he was like, oh, I thought it would give you more of an incentive to win. So then Kurt Angle put the crossway, the chain. It's true. Uh, this match was great. Oh, it was definitely a good match. I mean. Both falls. Yeah. Kurt Angle didn't get pinned once, but he lost both <laughs> belts. But he lost both belts, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the first one, which was Icy. Jericho took the second, which was the Euro European. European. Yep. Match lasted eight minutes and thirteen seconds. Seriously, this match should have lasted longer, but okay. Now I could see this match, some people not care. Um obviously Kurt Angle was in there, so it was very relevant at the time. Benoit was still new. Kurt Angle was new, but he was relevant at the time. Uh I could see people not liking this match only because it was actually a good wrestling which seems like a lot of people don't care for that aspect of it. Right. Well, not at the time. Like, they were all like, you really can't have nice things back then. The Attitude yeah. Era. It wasn't until 2003 when Kurt Angle and his Team Angle versus Brock Lesnar or versus Chris Benoit yeah. would be like, the name of the game is wrestling and we wrestle. I think when people really started getting into the, like, when they were going away from wanting just the gimmicks and the, the big guys was, I couldn't tell you the year necessarily, but I think it was more when Daniel Bryan and those guys started coming in. And then it was like, they were shifting more towards the smaller guys who were coming from, I guess, the indies and the smaller, you know, CM Punks and all those guys. Yeah. Where people started like, 
yeah, we don't like Batista. We don't like all those guys. We like the little guys. That's true. Uh, Kurt Angle aligned himself with Edge and Christian, and they renamed themselves Team ECK. <laughs> Remembering the kazoos being brought into this as the well. Kazoos, yeah. And they you think it. you know me. You think you know me. You think you know me. <laughs> Didn't they play uh, Kurt Angle's theme on the kazoos? You suck. You suck. Look at this. Kazoos and streamers. Streamers rule. Long live the stream. Yeah, and long live the zoo. Hey, listen to this. I'm going to play our music. You think you know me. You think you know me. All right. Get out. I can play your music, too. Listen, I'll play your music for you. <clears throat> Two, three, four. Yo. Angle. <laughs> Angle. Guys, guys. Cripes on fry. <laughs> he won the 2000 King of the Ring and went on to feud with Triple H trying to start a love triangle with Stephanie. Stephanie. Oh, that never happened before. He defeated the Rock at No Mercy, thus becoming the first ever to have a, won a gold medal and a world championship. It's true. true. It's true. <laughs> Benoit challenged The Rock at Fully Loaded and went on to have the most awesome matches against others throughout the year. Yeah. Because it was Benoit. Jericho won the championship belt in April 17th of Raw against Triple H. Don't remember that. Referee Earl Hevner had made a fast count and the decision was reversed. Oh, there you go. That's why. Therefore, not counting or being the history book as a win. I understand now. <laughs> Triple H held uh, Jericho back. What are the odds of that? Um, he lost that trip. He lost to Triple H at Fully Loaded in the last man standing match, basically being held down for the entire year, but will eventually get a better opportunity the next year when Triple H wasn't around. Because Chris Jericho sells. <laughs> Kane and Rikishi defeated DX, X-Pac, and Road Dog with Tori. Oh, how I remember this. Yeah, I wonder whatever happened to her. Mm. Yeah, you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of stink face in this match, but the best one oh, was when God. Pete Rose got his. Oh, the chicken. Well, when he had the chicken come in there, they kept saying that Pete Rose chicken. Yeah, I was like... Kane's looking at him. He just spotted him. He's spotting him. Oh, there it goes. The thing ends, and then um, Paul Bear does the like, hey, hello, Pete. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I, I, eventually, I did love um, face Paul Bear in this because it was so hilarious. Yeah. He was like having fun and stuff, and not being like a Paul Bear. Paul Bear. Right. He was actually a Mooney. It's hilarious. Um. DX was a strong group until mid 2000. Yeah, okay. Well, they kind of got watered down when Triple H decided to go his own way. Yeah, he, he was the game. He started playing the game. Yeah. Kane was in the feud with The Undertaker again, then turned his attention to Chris Jericho on Survivor Series. With the coffee, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rikishi, we all know what happened to Rikishi. Play it again. Play it again. I did it for the rock. I did it for the people. 
I did it for the rock. And okay, and finally the main event: uh, McMahon in every corner. Triple H with Stephanie McMahon, Big Show with Shane McMahon, Mick Foley with Linda McMahon, The Rock with Vince McMahon. Fate of Four-Way Elimination WWE Championship lasted 30 minutes, the longest match of the night. Waiting for this match. Yeah, of course, waiting for this match to finally get to its place so I can watch it. Man. Um... Triple H, yeah, Triple H wins. LOL. Did you notice? Maybe it was just me. So McFoley obviously got a big pop. It was his one Last of his match. retirements. Yeah, right. One night only again. Um, Rock obviously got a big pop. Triple H got all the boost. Big Show, unless I had my TV down or maybe my ears got clogged, I didn't hear boos or cheers when he. Nobody cared about Big Show. Nobody cared. This is why he had the thing the next night. Nobody cared about Big Show at the time. That's Um, weird. I was like, okay, hey, I guess he's not a good guy or a bad guy. He's just there. Basically, he's he's just there to fill fill in the spot for Steve Austin, who should have been there. That was should have been Steve Austin's spot. Um, they ran him over. And I wonder who did. I did it for the Rock. I did it for the people. Oh, man. (laughs) After WrestleMania, Big Show started mimicking other wrestlers like Shokishi, the Berserker as the Shonen the Barbarian, and Bal Venus as the Big Shabowski. (laughs) He defeated Kurt Angle as the Showster brother. Oh, I remember. And that's when he got the cheers. So basically, like nobody's cheering for you here. Let's see what we can do to you. We gotta, we gotta repackage you. Um, he was in not in and out of action throughout the year. Basically, the OVW, so he can lose weight and improve his cardio. Ah mm-hmm. uh, man, which he came back with a nice, good-looking tiger tattoo on his wrist. <laughs> That's what like. The spoilers were when they, he came back. Look, he has a tattoo. It's like, really? You're not going to compliment about him losing weight? Losing You're weight? The, no. no, he he has a tiger tattoo. What tattoo. is that about? Stronger now. He's a tiger. Okay, you're complaining about the tiger tattoo. <laughs> uh, Mick Foley did not wrestle again for four years. Instead, he shaved his head and went on to become commissioner of SmackDown. Right here in. Chicago, Illinois. Oh, nice. Thumb, thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he basically did and started doing. And it went over well. And from then on, he's used it ever since. This went on till December of 2000 when he got fired by Vince. The Rock <laughs> continued to feud with Triple H, eventually winning his fourth title at Backlash. He lost the belt back to Triple H at Backlash in an Iron Man match with Shawn Michaels, a special guest referee. Hmm. The match is most notably remembered as when the American Badass made his debut. Hmm. He wanted back a King of the Ring. He would eventually feud with Rikishi. You know why. Up until Survivor Series because Rikishi did it for The Rock. 
I did it for the rock. I did it for the people. He did. It's the only reason. He's going to rename this episode, Did It for the Rock. And finally, Triple H ends up winning. And of course, he wins the entire year. With a screwdriver. It's McMahon, who then ended up aligning with Shane and Stephanie. So basically, Linda was the only uh, odd person out. Well, she was the only face McMahon, I guess. That 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 should put her in a coma in a wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, that's next year. That's yeah. That's later. (laughs) Somebody should bark like a dog. And then uh, then Stone Cold turns heel. Yeah, that's until next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. I did want to point out one thing. Uh, did you you saw? I guess they gave away the tickets, and I just have to say that the winners. Why did they have to be stereotypical? What people who don't watch wrestling think wrestling fans look like? Oh <laughs> uh, wait, that's the only problem you had. Like well, this girl is that I didn't win, but oh, I'm like yeah, you should put out your cigarette. Yeah, well, oh, that's what I mean though. Smoking, that too, smoking, <laughs> smoking in front of your in front of a bunch of kids, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, you should totally pull out. <laughs> they kind of told her like, we're gonna reshoot this. Can you can you put the cigarette away? <laughs> no. <laughs> Pennsylvania, where I live now, and I I can I can vouch for the fact that yeah wrestling fans in Pennsylvania. Anyway. Have you been to that house yet? <laughs> I was like, no. I was like thinking about like, should I look at them? Should I even look for them? See what they're doing now? So I kind of like a, where are you guys now? Where are they now? Nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm yeah. good. Nah. That's a really care. Don't really care. <laughs> let's just move on. Um, Let's move on and review this All right. awesome pay-per-view. Uh, with a card. <sighs> I think, except for the cat, but again, if you were there at the time and watching when all this, you know, when it was new stuff, it was relevant at the time. It was a nice filler. And back then, who didn't like to see Terry and Cat and all, all year round? Of, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, not all year, but <laughs> like Terry and Cat is the only thing we got. Because May Young and Moolah were there. I'm just like, Ooh. nah, I'm good. No. No. Can we do it without May and Moolah? Please? Yeah. <laughs> no? All right. Yeah. I guess we're going to have to do. Shout out to Val Venus. Yeah, for taking <laughs> one for the team. I was like, what happened, dude? Why did you did you get in trouble or something? Yeah. What did you do? Did you, Is that your punishment from wrestler court? Oh, man. Undertaker did it. It's his fault. Uh, you have to kiss Mae Young <laughs> in the mouth, full lips, tongue. No! And then they probably said, I was like, hey, do this for us. We'll give you a, a very awesome storyline later on along the line. Yeah, right to you, you get to You get the right to censor these ladies. Which he did. It's like, Mae Young! Um... <laughs> No, but it was all relevant. All I don't think there was anybody in there that well okay, but the radicals weren't new. 
No. Like, we marked out when they showed up. No, I mean, they were new to WWE. Well, Malenko, eh, he was, I think some people could do with a, a Iceman. Iceman D. Malenko. Man of 1,000 holds. Yeah, I've, well, I'd rather see the man of 2,000 holds. Armbar. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Jericho. And Mr. What do you call it? Benoit, Mr. Roboto. Mr. Roboto. Uh, Kurt Angle? No, no, Benoit. it was yeah, it was Benoit. Yeah. Um, did they really need to beat up Chester? That's fine. I think, which you thought that would make a good heel turn because even the audience was kind of sad at first. They didn't like him, and then when they were <laughs> beating him up, they were sad. Like, dude, he's a midget. Like the last midget that got beat up almost died. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> you know, um, WrestleMania. Four, damn, a three. I meant, yeah, but don't beat up matches. No, um, <laughs> head cheese broke up anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else? The the freaking match that makes the card is the triangle ladder. I was say yeah, even more than the main event. Maybe not story wise, but wrestling wise for sure. Wrestling wise would have been um Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, and Kurt Angle. That was like, wrestling. But it okay, was well, I guess the like, high flying and Yeah, the high stuff. flying and the Dudley and all that. But wrestling wise between those three and uh but it was too short of a match yeah. for even a two falls match. Like, okay, wait until it is why I understand why he's like um, releasing talent because then you get a big show like this and you're and it's all chaotic. Yeah, that's just too much going on. So then he has to pay four guys for one match. Yeah, just and luckily, I guess for him, Stone Cold was injured and Undertaker supposedly, you know, for story he left because he didn't get a chance to be in the six-pack match at Unforgiven. So I which guess that mean, was... Yeah, which means he, like, less money for him to worry about, because he wasn't a millionaire yet. He, he was there, but he wasn't like, oh, okay, you get a check, you get a check. Right. Everybody gets a check. Well, and you figure, where were they going to put Austin and Taker and put both of them in the match? Like, let's say they took show and put in either Austin or Taker. Put one, you're not gonna put all five of them, you know. You're not gonna have five, so um, big boss man versus Undertaker. No, not yet, right? <laughs> no, and who else? Yeah, just have a match between Undertaker and, and Stone Cold again, I guess, or Undertaker and Kane. We're doing the comedy stuff with. Pete Rose. E, that would have worked too. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, yeah. But then we wouldn't have got the Pete Rose sting face, though. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, the roster. The roster was solid. That's like a huge roster. Yeah. Um, was there any dark matches? Was there any kickoff shows? No. I mean, they, like, before. they had heat. Yeah. But it was just like, okay. No, back then, 
from Heat to um, WrestleMania. So everybody just showed up to the main event, to Basically. the event. Yeah. And still, like, got to pay this guy for one match. Was that when Heat was on MTV? Yeah. Okay. You had to hurry up and click over. Oh, shoot. I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss. Because sometimes Heat would go a couple minutes over, and you're like, no, I got to get over to the pay-per-view. And then jacked. For some <laughs> jacked. <laughs> or Saturday what? Shotgun? Shotgun Saturday night? Shotgun, yeah. Shotgun Saturday that. night. Um, what impact did it have on pop culture? Well, all the top guys in the main event, the ladder matches, the Jeff Hardy, Hardy Boys. The Suck It. Yeah. Uh, I guess Pete Rose. <laughs> Pete Rose. Um... The celebrities that showed up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I forgot his name already. Um, big dude from the Green Mile. Oh yeah, he was there. Um, shoot, I like I, yeah. At first, I didn't know who he, Michael um, who, Clark Duncan. Yeah, at first I didn't know who it was because um, they showed him yelling at uh, Bubba, and Bubba was just like in his zone. He turns to look at him. He's about to like say something, and then he's like realizes who it is, and it's like, oh okay. <laughs> Like he's in the zone. Like, don't talk shit to him. And Michael was talking to him. He's like, "Yeah, come on, man, come on, you can do it." And touched him. And then Bubba stared, staring like, "Oh, okay." Who is this guy? Uh, uh, thinking, is he a wrestler? He's huge. Ah, uh, from his trance, like, "Oh, it's you." All right, yeah. Now I recognize you. Am I missing a spot? Is this supposed to be a plant that's I'm supposed to attack? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh. Is it rewatchable? Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the ladder match. Ladder match. Yeah. The Jericho match. The cat versus match. Terry match, which because yeah, it was funny. Discount the other two, then yeah. Oh, God. I mean, and you know, with the back, the one funny thing too was. Remember they did the backstage thing where Cat was sitting naked, but then they would like conveniently cover up Monty Python style, like with hey. the water and the <laughs> um, the water, the shirt the with the cat in it. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice shirt. Look at this. I'm like, yeah, huh? Fuzzy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm sitting there like fast forward. <laughs> okay, rewind it. Let me see. Yeah. Try to pause. Put it in like one speed. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, the rating system. How many videotapes out of ten would we give it? I give this one a. I give it an eight. Mm, okay. I'll give it an eight. I'm going with a seven. It's like it matches that should have been better and that should have just taken longer. Of course. Um. And then it was just, they were all tag team matches. Yeah, which was... or like not even a singles match except for that girl on girl action. Um, ah, Chester getting beat up though. <laughs> yeah, that was like, sad. But yeah, really needed to not be there. <laughs> um, yeah, because cool. it didn't serve a purpose. In the China, China doing a power bomb on Eddie Guerrero. Like, <laughs> yes, that was the best thing of the night. Kane and Rikishi as a tag team. 
Most definitely. Which was strange, but it worked at the time. So he get his revenge on it. Would we take it with us to school to have our friends watch it? Yes. Most definitely, yes. Wait until you see the TLC ma- or the ladder match. Yeah. Don't don't fast forward it. Just go through it. Yeah, just watch it. And if you have family, go ahead and fast forward that one match. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I don't want to see this part. I'm saving this for later. <laughs> the whole train. Oh, that too. That nah, really don't. Just fast forward a little bit and you'll get to the match. Like everything else just seemed like, oh, okay, cool. This is normal, right? <laughs> Some guy That's having bad. a pimp having hose. Yeah, <laughs> this is normal. Welcome to the Attitude Era, guys. Masked cane is always a good cane. <laughs> um... Move on along to guest the wrestler. All right, all right. Let's somebody. You can go first. This you can guess first. Okay. Watch here. Now, to make it a little bit easier, should we make it somebody who was at the event, or is that too easy? Um. Do you want? Go ahead. <laughs> Let me think. All right. Um, okay. All right. Uh, I'll t- one, uh, three, one, start. All right. Um, is he alive? The rest. This person is alive. Yeah. Um, is he still wrestling today? No. No. Okay. Um, was he in a faction? Give me a quick hint. It's a she. You forgot to ask that question. Um, oh, was she in a faction? Yes. Please. China? No. Okay. Um, is she wrestling today? No. If said she no. is, it'd be maybe one here and there, but for no. No? No. Okay. Um, did she marry one of the wrestlers? Yes. <laughs> Terry Runnels? No. Stephanie. Yes. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Either Terry or Stephanie. Either way. Yeah. All right. Um, And go ahead. Man or woman? Man. Okay. Um, Still wrestling? Yes. Still wrestling. Still wrestling for WWE? No. Um. Are they currently a champion? No. Okay. Are they... Were they in a faction? Yes. Were they in a tag team? Yes. Jeff Hardy? No. Do they... Are they known for... Are they heavyweight? Yes. Anyway, um, 
have they won? Ta- has this person won a tag team title? I yeah, I believe so. Okay. Tag team title. Ooh. Still wrestling heavyweight tag title. Not in WWE. Um. Yikes. Thirty seconds. Uh, uh Matt Hardy. <laughs> no. Okay. No, because you would know for a fact they won. He won a title. Ooh. Wow, now my mind is blank now. Um, okay, so it's not... 20 seconds. Uh, he doesn't wrestle anymore. He doesn't wrestle anymore. No. You said they do wrestle, just not in WWE. Yes. Okay. Um. Wow. 10 seconds. Only so many people... Uh, Christian. No, because no. he would... No, he would... Five seconds. Who? Taz. Taz. No. Last guess. (laughs) No, it is Chris Jericho. Jeez. Yeah, come on. He did win a tag (laughs) title. Who did he win with? Um, Christian. Okay. And many other countless people. I, I was going for the. Like tag, you know, the ones that I knew for a fact were in a tag team. I know it wasn't test. Uh, I don't. Well, no, he's not what's his face anymore. Ten seconds. Ten No, never. Oh, God. Uh, so, we good? Yep. That's all the time we have for tonight. We will be back next week with more WrestleMania moments discussion. Um, I'm going to do WrestleMania 18. Another once-in-a-lifetime battle. The Rock versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Icon versus Icon. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Um, Post-invasion angle stuff. If you have another pay-per-view that you think we should watch and review it, just like we have with St. Valentine's Day Massacre, or like the first ever Monday Night Raw and in your house, let us know. If you have something you would like to say to us, know in the comments. Follow us on Twitter at all underscore things underscore pod. Follow me on Twitter at Million Dollar Geek. Listen to us on Spotify or Anchor at All Things Wrestling. Check us out on Facebook groups at All Things Wrestling with the same logo. Check us out on YouTube and smash that subscribe button. And follow us on Instagram for more wrestling content. Be patient. I just made the page. Keep saying that. If you want to leave us a voice message, the link will be in the comments. Comments. There's a link in the um, Spotify in the bio description below. Thank you for supporting our content and giving us a listen. Until next time, see you later. All right. And I'm going to go check out that uh, backstage segment with Kat again. I'll tell you if I find anything. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we will be doing um, top have faces or heels that never won a championship next week. The top 10 of that from both of us. Oh, don't forget so, to thank our guest, uh, Mickey Mouse. Oh, yes. Uh, thank you, Mickey Mouse, for your awesome contribution to the show. Yeah, go um, what was his name? Corpio Sky. Sorry. Thank you, Mickey. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> alright we're out of here All have right, a good night later. bye
want to go big, then say that. Ho! Yeah, boy, we doing big things, big belts, big rings, bigger than you ever seen, biggest big could ever be, so big, better back for peace, pipe down, might awake the beast, then my name coming out your mouth, better watch what you say about me, and my name better do the streets, words in the wise, learn to survive, word in the street, I am the reason, you can see the look in my eyes, I have arrived, eyes on the prize, you and I leave it alive, I am the truth, you a lie, diamonds and dance in the watch, yeah, I'ma shine all the time, I know it's big. Big boy, big team, big time, big dreams, bigger than it's ever been. Big